You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. The new book by Omar El Akkad is American War. Thank you for joining me, Omar. Thank you. This is set in America about 60 years from now. Things aren't very good. Do you consider this to be a dystopic vision of the future, or is it a literary reinvention of the present? The short answer is I don't know. Uh, the longer answer is that I think it's dystopic in the sense that it takes things that have actually happened and passes them through a deliberately grotesque lens, but it's not trying to predict anything, and it's not interested in accurately portraying some future world. It's concerned with the past and the present. This is a book about revolution, justice and injustice, and what happens when populations are just relentlessly subjected to worse and worse injustices. You are a reporter who has seen some of those firsthand. Talk about the interplay between your reporting and your fiction. Some of it finds its way into the book on a fairly superficial level in the sense that I describe scenery or I describe places, and I use a lot of what I saw when I was covering foreign assignments everywhere from Afghanistan to to Egypt to Guantanamo Bay. Um, Some of it finds its way in a sort of thematic level, which is to say the symmetry of what I saw in many of those places, the way people behave when they're treated badly and when they're treated with injustice. And some of it finds its way technically in the sense that some of the source documents are fake news stories, which were the easiest part of the book for me to write because (laughs) I had 10 years experience doing that. Uh, You create a a character, Surat, describe a little bit where she is at the beginning of the book and who she is. When we first meet her, she is a six-year-old girl living in her family's home, which is a repurposed shipping container by the banks of the Mississippi Sea. Uh, That's what's happened to the Mississippi River in southernmost Louisiana at this point. Um, The very first scene in which she shows up, she is sitting on the porch of her home, uh, pouring honey into the knots of the wood on the porch. Um, She is very curious, very trusting, and very defiant, um, a, a very strong human being. And that's how we see her at first. And and she maintains some of those characteristics throughout the book, but they're warped in a way that makes her a very different person. You create uh, characters who might be called handlers in this book. Did you meet any of these kind of people in reality? I mean, talking about fixers, the sort of people fixers. who arrange for... for um, journalists to cover places that otherwise they would have trouble trouble covering. Yes. Um, one of the things about foreign reporting that's rarely said is how little of it is done by the foreign reporters. Um, and that's to say that, you know, since Hemingway and before, we've had this vision of a war reporter as this dashing, brave, uh, fearless person who goes into war zones and objectively reports what no one else is covering. My experiences with war reporting have nothing in common with that. What really happens is that people who are known as fixers, who come from the places in which these wars are happening, do almost all of the heavy lifting for very little pay at immense personal risk and are very rarely rewarded for it. That's how most war reporting works. It's just an entire fraternity of of fixers 
doing the hard work that then shows up under somebody else's byline. This book includes portions that are written as historical documents interspersed between the fictional narrative, and there are even some portions that are redacted. So could you talk about your experience with those kind of documents and tell us whether or not you actually wrote the redacted parts of your uh, book? I did, in fact, write the redacted parts of the book. Um, and one of my favorite parts of Dion Graham's reading of the audiobook is the portion in which he reads the redacted letter and just repeatedly says the word redacted until it has this almost numbing effect on the listener, which is exactly what I was hoping for. I think any journalist who's ever filed a Freedom of Information request is very well aware of the kind of bureaucratic sterilization that happens when you read these kinds of documents. The example that stands out in my head has to do with um, a document we obtained from the, the Guantanamo Bay Military Tribunal, which was heavily, heavily redacted, except that one of the, the parts of it was a New York Times article. And they had redacted the New York Times article when they gave it to us. <laughs> and so you could just pull up the New York Times article on the New York Times website and just see what had been redacted. But somebody had a job to do, and by God, they were going to do it. I've been speaking with Omar El Akkad. His new book is American War. Thank you for joining me, Omar. Thank you. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.